Okay, hi guys. This is Bonnie and this is New Year's Karen. That's right. <laughs> Happy New Year's. <laughs> I lost 40 pounds since last <laughs> night. New year, new me. With the uh with the magazine that you get at the grocery store that says lose lose 40 pounds by December 25th. Like worked. How do they know when I'm purchasing this magazine? <laughs> no. Damn it. I got it half off on the 26th. Yeah. So this is a little intro that we're doing because we're going to take the next few weeks and uh, convene, Karen and I, uh, to work on story ideas and topics to bring you great stuff in the new year. We're really going to be, uh, we're going to fellowship <laughs> and then. As a verb. Yep. And we're going to journal as a verb um, and come up with the best ideas and new material. And we really want to bring you guys a great show. Let me tell you about the word journal. Can I? Yeah. Okay. So every time somebody says the word journal, it reminds me of my friend Kevin, who was in a bad state, I don't know from what, in the hospital, and he had to pee in a bedpan. And they called it the urinal, except the lady pronounced it with a J. And she's like, do you need the journal? (laughs) So so Kevin's aversion to the word journal has stuck with me for like, I don't know, 20 years? Uh, That reminds me when I was a candy striper, which uh, for... I know you millennials means you got to wear a cute outfit and work at the hospital. (laughs) And this old lady was like, Hey, could you get my doctor's card for me? And she like, you know, put her hand to go like it's over on the bench there. And Uh I go over and it's one of the bedpans filled with urine (laughs) and the card, the cards at the bottom. <laughs> the cards at the bottom in the urine? Yep. <laughs> then she left out one very important piece of the request. <laughs> I was wondering why she like didn't turn her head and look at it. She just sort of, you know. Hey, can you hand me my diamond earring? Oh, it's it's over there stuck in my dog's poop that she just made. <laughs> Actually, true story. My mom's dog did eat a diamond earring once, and she had to fish it out of poop. Anyway, happy new year. Exactly. And with this happy new year, we just want to say, since we recorded last week about Christmas and how Bonnie and I used to go to our church, because then they started the night before Christmas. And some people call Christmas Eve. Guess who went this year? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have to guess. I know. Donald Jerkoff Trump (laughs) and Melania. So you know that was our old pastor in the White House getting on the phone, working out a deal, saying, you really need to show up there. That gives me more credit and poop, poop, fucking poop. (laughs) It It is weird when you drive by the airport here and Air Force One is parked. Is that the right word? It's, yeah, uh, you should just go by and throw organic eggs at it. <laughs> you can't get that close, I suppose, but 
(laughs) Or just walk by it, but have toilet tissues stuck to your shoe (laughs) like he did. When Okay. So, yeah, we're taking a little break. And one of the exciting things that we're doing is we've been doing this a year because the episode we're going to play you is from the day before Christmas 2018 when we just did a few sporadic episodes before we really got going in the new year and wow so 2018 i know wow <laughs> last decade <laughs> so we did this whole last year without any financial support and we had no idea that it would grow so much and that people would like it and that we've formed a community i answer um messages almost every day and some very personal ones like people going through a hard time and we love all that so we want to keep going and to do so we need financial support yay uh and the best way we found to do that is through patreon and patreon you probably hear a lot about because artists that's the way they get support to keep doing what we like to call our craft. <laughs> Do you remember in the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's or the book I didn't read, um, the lady who was having the fling with George Papard was like his his patron? Oh, no. Yeah. So these so people t- can be. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be... <laughs> If you want to hook up, <laughs> <laughs> hook up with Karen and Bonnie. That's what we should call our thing. <laughs> but the funny part about that, so that makes us the George Papard, who then right. later was in the A-team with Mr. T, who I went into a bar, probably <laughs> New Year's Eve. I'm not joking. Uh-huh. Um, years ago decades ago and Nashville with a girlfriend and in walks Mr. T and everyone turns to him and he goes, what if everyone <laughs> water, no. water, for everyone. So, that's water funny. For I know. I like that so much. He was very short. You can help support us, and we'd really appreciate it, by going to patreon.com slash deconversion. And I'm going to put links everywhere I can. So if you go to Instagram or you go to Facebook or you go to uh, the Twits and, oh, our, our website. <laughs> I'll put it on there, and we have three tiers of how you can support us. And what Patreon says to do is, like, remind you, hey, it's a cup of coffee a month, or two (laughs) cups of coffee, or three very fancy coffees. Depending on if you make your coffee at home, or go and get it on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So... We would appreciate you doing any of these. And really what you're doing is you're tithing and using (gasps) your money. I know. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Uh We're going to get complaints. Yay. (laughs) But you're using it for good for us to continue blessing uh, you, which 
that's ridiculous. We're not blessing you. But for us to continue to do the show and to help support with different things that we need to do for the podcast, which we won't bore you with. But Bonnie, yeah. tell us tell us how you can people can become an angel. If you die. What? <sighs> um an angel is the five dollar a month level of sponsorship. And we will write you, and I get to do this, a personalized thank you card. Bonnie's good at that. Yeah. You also get 20% off shop purchases. 20% off shop purchases, and you'll get a little code for that, which I'm setting up right now because I haven't done that yet. Hmm, okay. So, Karen, what will they get if they do the next level of sponsorship? For $10 a month, you can be a Mary. And Mary's get get a podcast shout-out. We'll only do first names so that no one hears, you know, all the good stuff. Um, And you can submit a church-related topic, and we'll riff off of it for five to ten minutes so <laughs> that's Karen's word, riff. You're, uh, that was your word. You said riff. No, I did not. I wouldn't say riff, but that's okay. Should have <laughs> recorded it because you said riff. And, of course, you get the thank you card and the 20% off shop purchases. And we're going to be adding to the shop different things. And then at the highest level, you become a divine being. And that's people who want to support us at $20 a month, which would be seriously hashtag blessing for us. But (laughs) everything in the previous tiers, both of them, that's it. The thank you cards, the this, the that. (laughs) And there's going to be riffing out the yin yang. And with this tier, we would actually interview you on the podcast. Yeah, we'll pull pull your funny stories right out of you. (laughs) Right. We'll make you cry. Um, No. (laughs) But, yeah, we'll put you on the podcast, and we can arrange that, and it's pretty easy to do, and we'll schedule that with you. And you would also get our undying appreciation. And Bonnie said, we'll even go to your (laughs) current... (laughs) <laughs> your current or previous church and during during the sermon put a laser beam on your pastor's forehead that was between us <laughs> it's no longer that's fine that's fine wait let me just tell you speaking of laser beams so when i lived in new york i got somebody had given me a laser beam for the dog and she didn't enjoy it so i stuck my head out the window to see how far the laser beam traveled and i didn't aim it at anybody's window or anything creepy like that but i was aiming it at parts of buildings and it goes so far i mean it goes farther than you can actually see with your naked eye Ooh. so so then i aimed it onto the ground below me This lady was walking by with her two dogs. It scared the crap out of her. And she she recoiled and backed up and jumped and then started looking around. And I backed up out of my window because she could have seen me. 
And the worst part was I knew her. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So, so I don't know how many years I had to keep that secret. <laughs> like, remember when you thought you might have been shot on the street? That was me. <laughs> remember when you called the police and said there's a sniper on <laughs> 77th and wherever? <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, especially after the last things of how many people carry guns to church, you yeah. don't want to do that. So we hope you enjoy this um, this podcast from the vault. The and vault. we'll see you next week with another crazy intro to another podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. As a pet. What? I don't know. <laughs> Starting again. Kofefe. <laughs> <laughs> <I> no. <laughs> uh, welcome to Deconversion Therapy. This is episode dose. Um, we're bilingual, and I am Karen. Bonnie. And while you're at your phone, go ahead and hit subscribe for us. That would be much appreciated. And if you've listened to an episode already and you want to go ahead and rate us, that would be more appreciated. Karen found out that that's when people touch their phones yeah. the most. At the beginning of the, and the end. That's right. So we'll say it so. at the end too, when you're, when you're touching things yet again. <laughs> so you hit that subscribe, but don't do it at the beginning and the end, because that will make you unsubscribe. No, they'll only let you do it once, right? Down. No, you can unsubscribe to things by hitting them again. Oh, yeah. okay. It's upsetting. Well, we should give thanks for sending in stories. I know. We, we put something out there saying, please send in your five-minute humorous stories about growing up in church. And they did. I know. Do you want to read that one? I do, but I felt compelled to tell you about what's going on down here in Florida. Does anything happen in Florida? But it's officially Festivus today, the 23rd, so happy Festivus. I just love the idea that they say <laughs> that the celebration starts with the airing of grievances. Um, it's also 63 degrees here, and I have seen two men in puffy jackets, uh, which... That's it's not like sixty three with the wind chill. It's forty seven. It's sixty three and like nothing's blowing around. You could do a spray paint project outside. It's just sixty three. They're very excited to wear their stuff. This place goes both ways. The locals get excited to wear their winter gear. So you've got like ladies wearing UGGs with their jeans tucked in and jackets, and then tourists who are from Canada mostly you know, with their butts hanging out of their bathing suits. So puffy jackets over bathing suits. Oh, wait, talk about technical stuff. Oh, okay. So the first episode, you know, you probably heard that we had an imbalance in different microphones. Uh, we're not located in the same states. So we're doing this 
in the ether. Um, and so it was not totally even, but we're trying to improve that as we go. It's a whole lot to learn and it's hurting my brain, but it is. And I really appreciate that your brain is the one being hurt. So so thank you. It's, it's all already bruised and bleeding anyway. So this just fits right in there. And before we go on, we should probably say deconversion therapy is podcast from two women who've known each other since we were one years old and we grew up in the evangelical church. We have both since left the church and religion And we just wanted to offer a space for everyone to have a little more fun and tell humorous stories about growing up in church. For us, that was the 80s and a little bit the 90s. I I like to be amused by the growing upness that we had. Yeah, yeah, because anyone who went to church during that time, we all can uh, commiserate together at all the funny things. And that's why we're so thankful people wrote in because it doesn't matter what age you are. There is a shared language if you grew up in the church. And, and, and yep. And speaking of that, should I get into the story? Because it sounds so familiar. Yes, that someone wrote in. Yeah, don't leave any parts out. Here we go. I I love that these emails are formatted with Karen rules um, because it it says in bold, here is my story, colon. Then it says, first of all, love you guys so much. I swear we could be besties. That's really sweet. Don't you think? Yes. I would rather have this person as my bestie than you. No, go ahead. Thanks. Um, When I was in high school, I and my best friend, which is proper grammar, I love that. Uh, We're picked by my church to go to five-day club training. That was in all caps, Hmm. which was two weeks at a university. We lived in the dorms and had intensive training to become the leaders of what would be numerous neighborhood, quote, vacation Bible school, quote, Hmm. type clubs. The church took up an offering so we could have the necessary, <laughs> the necessary <laughs> modest tops and skirts we needed to properly lead little ones to Christ. Our family didn't have much money, so I didn't have many clothes, and this was a godsend. I got many beautiful tops and skirts that I wore for years. Let me pause right there and just say, do you remember that when we had to get choir dresses, that matched yeah. that some of our friends would wear them to Sunday school on their like Sunday school church, uh, you know, dress rotation. Oh yeah. A dress is a dress. A dress is a dress. All right. So back to the letter, it says, anyway, a few days into the training, we girls, it was co-ed were herded into a big room and given a serious talk about how we were causing a couple young men to have impure thoughts by our dress. So, to remedy the situation, we were all given shawls, that's in all caps, to wear over our perfectly modest outfits because a couple guys got caught masturbating and put the blame on on us just being there, just being girls. Um, Then she says, I had never seen my mom so pissed when she found out. That is hilarious. And why didn't they just give... The guys, the shawls to put over their laps so they wouldn't be seen masturbating. I don't think they did it in public. 
but they were caught. I don't want to know. Well, yeah. I don't want to know where they were caught either, but... And then who caught them? And then has that guy been fired who caught them? Yeah. (laughs) And why was he watching? No, never mind. So this... Okay, so last last week we did... um, We did not the best job talking about the book Pure by Linda K. Klein. And one of the things in that book was that women are... stumbling blocks they're seen as stumbling blocks and that it's their fault that men stumble when (laughs) okay I, I lived at this apartment and one day I was walking by and if you didn't know ducks as um a bird they are rapey so like the male duck will take the the female duck and rape her and that's how they get together yeah. So one day I was walking by and I saw on the ledge of this apartment on their, their staircase, there was a, a lady duck and she was getting it from the behind <laughs> from, from a man duck. And then the third duck was watching. It was like a Jodie wow. Foster movie. I know. So I thought, my God, okay, these are animals. And you know, we as humans, we want to be evolved and everything. So we'd really like our guide ducks to stop being so rapey. But it's it's like you've got to just beat it out of them to not be that animalistic. And so I keep thinking, like, is this what's going on? Uh, you know, like the guys are just accepted as animals and then we are supposed to not be, you know, right. I see what you're saying. First of all, when you said that the duck was taking it from behind, I cannot imagine ducks face to face. And their necks are long <laughs> enough that they could just turn away anyway. Um, but <laughs> I know what you're saying now. Like, I think. But this was a row of ducks. Right. Right. So you've got one duck being the raper. Yes. Rapist. And then Mr. Third Duck, you know, <laughs> you right. know, cheering him on. Yeah, exactly. I think that was, uh, we can call that one Kavanaugh. Um, or was it the opposite? I don't know. Squee. <laughs> Squee and Kavanaugh and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's at least what we felt growing up that we were told the girls are to put on the brakes as in the guys are the accelerator and we're the brakes. And we quote, set the speed, set the tone for dating. And you're just like, my God, how much responsibility is that? Um, And yeah. And if you, you know, go further than you both had wanted to, then who gets blamed? But that just means we're smarter. Uh, well, I'm hoping. But that mentality is like, you guys are the responsible ones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but should we feel complimented? Not really. Um it is, we've been talking about, I mean, nationwide, 
guys need to take more responsibility, etc. But we can see from the news that institutions don't really care. They're letting Brock Turner free, and um, there's a young woman in Tennessee who was a sex slave, and she killed her guy. Yeah, so she is just a teenager, and she got sentenced to 51 years. So, I mean, the message is loud and clear. It's still on the woman. Right. Or young girl. Yeah. But that's because they're the ducks. I guess they are the ducks, the dicks, whatever. And the ducks are forgiven. Stupid <laughs> <sighs> ducks. Okay, I love the story about having to wear shawls. I can just imagine one of the women who is in a responsible position there going, I have an idea. I know what we'll do. I saw a store close by <laughs> called... Old hag clothes. Let's get everyone a shawl. In fact, you know what? We could go to the thrift store and get them for less. Exactly. But please, please, please tell, tell. okay, the thing about when you were a missionary. And you know what I mean. I know. You know what story what I mean. mean. So for people who don't know, um, Bonnie, you sort of uh, bailed on Christianity earlier than I did. And you were more sort of skidding on that surface out in a very, you know, critical thinking, smart way. I was, you know, full in. And so I became a missionary after I went to Baptist College. And So at age 22? Yes. Yeah. And... So I went to Australia. There's this group called Youth with a Mission. And one of the things they do is called a Discipleship Training School, or DTS. And it's a six-month long course. Three months you're sort of, quote, studying. And three months you're doing outreach. So my group, we went to India. But in the three months of studying... Where was that? That was in Melbourne, Australia. So you studied for three months before they sent you out there? Yeah, yeah. So what they do is there are, maybe it starts out with 20 people or 18. You arrive at the same time, you get to know each other, and then your day is spent in prayer groups, Bible studies, and these lectures. And the lectures are never academic, Like my Baptist college, you know, they would at least bring in, now Jehoshaphat was a blah, blah, you know. There was some, like, let's figure out the context of some Bible passage. But in this, it's definitely more of the spiritual, I guess, touchy-feely and definitely um, supernatural uh, emphasis. So this one Wait, man, what does that mean, supernatural emphasis? That would mean that to try and train you to think not that what you're seeing on the plane in front of you yeah. is reality, but that there's a second reality of angels and demons fighting over souls in the heavens. So, <laughs> so like Star Wars? I'm sorry. That's awful. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's pretty much believing like that. 
It's believing that everything that happens, that there's a rhyme and reason behind it, that it's a symbol for something else, that it is validating something you asked for or denying something. It's all about this other spiritual plane being the real puppet master behind what's happening in reality. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, we could do a whole damn episode on that stuff, how I just saw meaning in everything, everything. So I mean, Oh God, I just remember seeing driving by myself and seeing all these, um, different utility poles and they all were shaped like crosses. And I'm like, God's speaking to me. Jesus is showing me his protection and love. Like to okay. me, that made sense. There is meaning in everything. It doesn't matter right. that like every drunk and every, you know, person that was a duck rapist was seeing that same pole and it meaning nothing. You know, God obviously planned with the utilities company for years to show me that specific, you know, meaning. Um, So, okay. So I'm at this Bible training school missionary thing. And, you know, you've got your, you know, the people who maybe had some college education, some who dropped out in high school. You've got your real chandelier swinging Bible thumping ones you got. Were you in a, were you in a dormitory environment? Yes. Okay. You're in a dormitory. Um, and they bring in speakers from around the world. Usually it was New Zealand or (laughs) around the world. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) You can't do too far when you're in Australia. Um, and these people would be like uh, called anointed. They'd be experts in whatever they're talking about. So some guy comes in and he talks to us about, it it was like sexual sin week or something. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure they named it something else, but you're going to want to come to sexual sin week. We go to those and it's, you know, there's guys and girls in there and we're all about the same age in the early twenties. And the main thrust, get it? Um, it was masturbation. And the whole problem I remember with, with, you know, the sexual sin stuff, it always confused me because the Bible talked about how no sin is worse than the other. So, you know, you're telling your wife, Mm -hmm. no, you don't look fat in those jeans. You could, since that's a lie, you could just also murder her instead, since that equals out, I guess. Um, Sin to God. But I was always confused by, yeah, the masturbation one, like why... We would bring it up in something with guys and girls, and it would go back to your thought life because, you know, they would say that just thinking about these things is a sin. And then, of course, masturbation would be one of the, the conclusions. 
But objectively, I understand that because if you think about something enough that once you do it, it's like just a little kind of a of a, a turning of the, yeah. the switch. I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this so long. Now I'm going to do it. And it's right. no big deal. So it's not taboo. But that they're equal sins is very still confusing. But it would go back, and this that's what this guy talked about, you know, like all sexual sin, sexual sin. Whether you're thinking about it, you're masturbating, you're having sex, right. you're a stripper, all equal. Right. So... Um, this really affects the guys in the room because all the ducks are into like, I saw porn once or, you know, I can't stop (laughs) masturbating. All these things where the females do have less of a difficult time in that. So it was all about the guys and the guys would be crying and praying and confessing sins and, <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah, just can't make eye contact with the girls every time you walk into the <laughs> class. And I mean, everyone was really supportive and, you know, you sort of understood that, yeah, these guys are a mess. So one time after one of these sessions, there was this guy, and he was one of the more interesting ones, probably the kind of guy that stands in the corner of a party, maybe stares a little too much, is is a bit awkward, <laughs> um, you never feel comfortable around. And he came up to me after one of these sessions, and I was in the hallway with my girlfriend, and he's like, Karen, can I talk to you? And Of course. And right then and there, with people walking by and my friend standing right next to me, he had tears in his eyes and he said, I just know that I wanted to tell you um, I've been forgiven, but I want to ask for your forgiveness. (laughs) And I wish I had a shawl. Because... Um, I would cover my head. Uh, So I was like, oh, and I think I knew it was coming and I was nervous, but he just, you know, I can't remember if he said, I have been thinking about you while I'm masturbating or what, but it was understood. I want to say that the last time we talked about this, you said he had impure thoughts. Oh, no. He he did the deed. No? Yeah. No. He Well, he was thinking about me while he was masturbating. Um, <laughs> he was slim pickings at that school. And, the, and, you know, I'm sure after he finished talking to me, he went to the next 12 women. <laughs> He was just waiting to find one who went, oh, my gosh, me too. Right, right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Or I'm so flattered. Um, And they have been married for 28 years. For six seconds. Um, But (laughs) as long as his masturbation lasted. They have seven children. He, you know, just stood there and he'd been crying. And this was brought up in Linda K. Klein's book, Pure about how women are the ones to be the ones that give and placate the guy. And when you're in that kind of Christian environment that I was, 
It was just normal and expected that when you forgive someone, you have to hug. And <laughs> just going in, like he probably reached out first, but going oh, I in forgot that about hug, that part. <laughs> I hated it because, you know, especially as a girl, if you're hugging someone that you're not wanting to, you just feel everything. Like your boobs are on high alert and you're just like, uh, and you know, uh, so there I was hugging my, um, you know, I don't know what he yep. was, the mind rapist, but, but to me also, it's like, Oh, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. But when I get the hug, I'm going to get material. Right. So. Yeah. Now I'll know what she feels like. <laughs> now I'm going to know for sure. Anyway. Um, should we ask people to subscribe on that note? <laughs> no. No, I think that they're all like, yeah, they've all fled in the other direction. But a quick thing I was also going to say before um, is that you and I growing up with all the guys that we did in youth group, I mean, there were guys who were popular at high public high schools and at colleges, there were good-looking ones, there were sweet ones, but the ones that you and I hung out with the most... Yeah. Where are you going with this? <laughs> they were pretty much man whores or ones who fell into sin quite a lot, but <laughs> still expected to marry a virgin. And it pissed me off because a lot of them didn't get married um, until later or haven't gotten married. And it's sort of like, they just got so stuck on. Yeah. But when I am ready to get married, I'm going to find myself a virgin. Yeah. And I'm going to be pure again by that point. I know. And I just thought, uh, you know, women, you just don't get to do that kind of thing. No. And this brings me to the whole concept that I had, I don't know if I asked you about this, but like, in the TV show Happy Days, do we think Fonzie was actually having sex with all the girls in his garage apartment upstairs from the Cunninghams? You don't have to answer that, but that's kind of a similar thing that I thought, like, did so-and-so, you know, how far were they going? Exactly. And I was so naive that I didn't think Fonzie was. Yeah, me neither. And I didn't think anyone in church was. Yes. I just took it all for face value. If it wasn't in front of my face. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, just thinking physically. If it wasn't in front of my face. That's right. That's right. All right. Ask people to subscribe. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, yeah. It's that time again that we do ask you, please subscribe, rate, and most of all, we'd love for you to go to our website, which is deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And there you can see where you can send us your stories and we can read them on the podcast. Yeah. Because we love it. It makes a great community of all of us just going, how did we fall into some of these situations or, you know, how did we survive our childhood? Either way. So if I didn't read it before, Aaron, thank you for your story. It was 
such a pleasure to get Aaron, I mean, Charles, you really made those guys stumble. It's all your fault. It's all your fault, Aaron. That's right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.